What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Tattoo Wealth. This is the 15th episode. I'm your host, Colton Etherton, certified financial planner and owner of Out of the Office Planning. On this week's episode, I sit down with Tony Naturelli, a tattoo artist from Largo, Florida. And if you've listened to a few of these, and obviously if you're in the industry, you know that every artist has a unique journey into tattooing. And of course, Tony's is no different. Uh, On this episode, he shares why he actually left an apprenticeship over a decade ago when he was 19, and then ultimately what brought him back into tattooing um, right at the beginning of the pandemic. And of course, one of the reasons I wanted to talk to Tony and have him on here as a guest is to talk about his use of social media, um, particularly TikTok. So I know there's some hesitation around that and people not wanting to utilize it, but interesting talking to Tony, comparing his growth between Instagram and TikTok and how he's actually getting tattoo clients by utilizing it as well as how it led to a sponsorship. So pretty cool to see how he's actually doing that um, and using it for benefit and not just for fun or making goofy videos like some people um, assume that that's all it's for. So if you've been on the fence about uh, using TikTok or even like Instagram Reels, that kind of stuff. I think this is definitely an episode you should give a listen to. And we'll get into it in just a moment right after Piper gives us a quick disclaimer. Colton Etherton is a financial advisor and founder of Out of the Office Planning, a registered investment advisor in Oregon. This podcast is for informational purposes only and is not advice. Talk to your advisor if you have any questions. Tony, how's it going, man? Good. How are you doing, sir? Doing pretty good. Pretty good. Thanks for uh, taking the time on this Monday morning for us here. I know you've been pretty busy, so I'm glad we finally got you scheduled and have this conversation ready. All right. So, Tony, a big thing I want to talk about with you, you know, and we've talked before is is TikTok and using social media to kind of grow your following and, you know, people um, seeing a lot of your work. But before we do that, I'd love to just kind of get into you know, your backstory and how you got to tattooing. Cause I know it's not, um, I don't know the full story. I've seen bits and pieces on your videos, but I know it's not like a typical path into tattooing. So I'd love to kind of hear where you were before and how you got to, to this point. This, yeah, yeah, this, <laughs> it's a pretty long story, honestly. Uh, just because <laughs> I'm 31. Um, realistically I've been getting ta- the day I turned 18, I got my first tattoo I grew up around like bikers and people in bands and stuff. My mom dated like some like pretty rough dudes, and um, I, I get, they all had tattoos, and I just like always was infatuated with it. Um, mm-hmm. At eighteen, yeah, first tat, I basically couldn't leave the shop. Like I was always in there bothering people. Um, very certain that they hated me um, at that time. <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, so. I, now, were you trying to were you trying to get into the industry at that point, or were you just no, hanging out because you I liked just, it? I just wanted to be around the people. I, I just wanted like mm-hmm. in school, I was like always bullied, picked on, and like I mean, I, I was like a little scrimpy little kid in, in school, so um, I was an easy target. And mm-hmm. I, I don't know, getting into tattoos. I mean, it, it was the same with like I was in the music industry at one point, but 
it's like kind of where misfits go. It doesn't really necessarily matter your backstory. You're, you're getting tattooed. You're appreciating art, whatever. Um, mm-hmm. but I, I ended up at 19. Uh, I was in another shop, and not not where I got my first tattoo, but um, I was, you know, working on an apprenticeship. And I mean, 19 over 10 years ago. I mean, the industry was way different. It's still the industry is what it is now, still, but. Um, mm-hmm. it was just a very, for a place for me to go, it was a abusive to say the least. Um, and okay. I unfortunately just uh, mentally, I wasn't cut out for it at that time. Um, and ended up kind of just stepping away. Um, I found other shops, got tattooed. So do you I mean, do you mean, sorry, don't mean to interrupt you, but do you mean, um, like the apprenticeship style, like just that very old school kind yeah. of. Yeah, it was Making like do all the shit work and, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, hazing. it was basically yeah, okay. like hazing in a, like a college, but like way worse. Um, the mm-hmm. the first place I was at, I mean, basically, what, before I went home every single day, I had to either get um, tased with a taser, shot with a pellet gun, or hit with a bamboo stick. Um, oh, shit. And then if I messed up, you know, same thing. I, I would get like you know I'd have that like kind of torture in a way. Um, mm-hmm. or they'd send me out to do like random stuff. Like I got sent to fucking a sex shop and I had to buy, um, a gay magazine and I had to plaster it up all over this, this, uh, all of this guy, like this artist stuff. And then basically, you know, wait for him to see it. And it was, it was basically, it was, it was a random thing. Um, it could have been the yeah. quality of the shop at the time too. Um, there's so many different things that go into it. Uh, the industry is full of a lot of very unique people to say the least. Um, but mm-hmm. yeah, I, I fell out, um, because of all that, I just, I wasn't learning anything and, uh, yeah, I just, it wasn't beneficial at that time. I had an opportunity, um, to join a band and then I ended up actually going on tour, uh, on and off oh, for nice. a couple of years. Um, so I, I, I was involved in the so music what do you, industry for a long what time. What do you play? Uh, I played, so the band that I went on tour with, I played bass, um, okay. but Bass and drums was like kind of my thing for a while, uh, and then I, the last band I was in, I did vocals. It was like the, like the screaming stuff, metal, hardcore genre. Yeah. Okay. Um, gotcha. And and then I I ended up uh, getting into some trouble, stepped away from the music scene, um, and ended up just going into like a regular nine to five jobs for the longest time, and. Uh, the biggest problem, I mean, I went from, you know, basically being homeless, sleeping in a van with dudes or like, you know, friends' couches and shit to mm-hmm. wanting, you know, a nor- like some type of like normalcy uh, structure in my life. Because I've ne- also never had that childhood, grew up house to house, um, random places that I probably shouldn't have slept as a child. But, um, mm-hmm. yeah, I kind of wanted to work towards that. And that, I thought that the 9-to-5 job was the only way to get that. Um, so mm-hmm. I, I bounced Yeah, a lot of people don't view tattooing as a, having any kind of normalcy. Either, no, no which tattooing, is, there's nothing normal uh, about tattoo, like this, this yeah. life now. <laughs> but yeah. um, it's definitely... I think, you can, I think you can make it relatively normal, right, yeah. Compared, depending on, on the person. But... Yeah, I think a lot of people outside of the industry definitely view it as like just as obscure as a musician, I guess. You yeah, know absolutely. I mean? No yeah, normalcy. I mean, the, well, 
they people do let this life get the has like rock star mentality like with being in a band i mean mm-hmm. i run into people like within the tattoo industry that honestly remind me of people i ran into in the music industry same mindsets same goals or lack of rather um yep but basically i i thought that was going to be the way was working nine to five and um my final jobs before this i was uh, i got into personal training i got my nasm uh personal training certification and then um i was a manager of a gym uh okay and basically i, I was like this is it you know th- this is all that there is you know tattoos like that was always in the back of my head um this stuff right here the, the like i have like these like pictures they're like wood burnings mm-hmm. on the wall yeah. I, mean, I got two right there but i would do that on the side kind of for fun and uh i had a bunch of friends that ended up they you know wanted to buy them from me and then i was mm-hmm. like okay this is pretty cool because i was you know making a couple bucks and yeah, doing something that you really enjoy absolutely yeah i got into it yeah. my uh my great uncle he gave me my first one when i was like four years old actually uh, and I was moving and found it and ended up just like Google, YouTubing how to do it and really got super heavily involved into it because after being in a band and give it, or giving that up, I didn't have a hobby or like mm-hmm. an outlet or escape anymore. Um, and that's kind of where I picked back up on drawing and uh, the wood burnings and found a sh- like one of my uh, old friends, him and this uh, lady opened up a shop and I basically just like asking if I could sell them out of the tattoo shop because a lot of the stuff I do is like more like horror based. I do like portraits of like Jason, Freddy Krueger um, and then I got into like doing musicians and movie star or movie actors, whatever. And mm-hmm. I was asked I think three times uh, about tat- like if I wanted to learn to tattoo before I actually said yes. I mean, at first I really didn't think that I would want to because I, my, my mind was, um, just kind of accustomed. On that old apprenticeship? Yeah, they're offering apprenticeship, but my brain was like, Mm -hmm. I can't make that risk because I just spent, you know, let's say eight or so years working my way into, you know, having some structure in my life, working, you know, five days, six days a week, 60 Mm -hmm. hours a week. I was like, this is the only way that I can make money. This is, I have to do this otherwise I might you know risk it all um, and the co- COVID happened so okay. that that ul- that, that ultimately I'm um, sorry that ultimately was the biggest um, thing that pushed me to get back into it because it was like fuck three months four months I don't even remember how long everything was like shut down but yeah. We didn't have anything to do, you know. Um, I, I basically I because you were still at the gym, right? Yeah, yeah. I was still, I was still at the okay. gym. Um, the one that I was at at the time, the owner was refusing to shut down. So we were like, even when everything was basically closed, like we were open for a while, um, up mm-hmm. until um, the the sheriff department actually showed up with like a whole squad and shut the oh, place shit. down. So, and at that point, it kind of was, you know. I didn't really know what I want. Like the world felt like it was ending, you know, like everyone was leading me to believe like, you know, a lot of very bad things. And I, I it gave me mm-hmm. a, a chance to take a step back and think about what I really want in life. Um, like I was forced cause I, all I knew like within like those years was just like work, work, work every day, 
as much as I can. I mean, the biggest term they always used was grinding and stuff, and I actually hate that word now because yeah. everyone's like, grind this out, grind, grind, <laughs> grind. And it yep. was actually super toxic, too, at the end of the day for, like, my mental health, physical health even. I mean, I, I wouldn't have – I mean, I don't know how I managed some of the days of work and the things that I was doing um, and the, mm -hmm. the lack of sleep that I had. And, I mean, it, it, was, it was just unhealthy. Um, yeah, but yeah, no, I, I totally get that. But uh, totally COVID – then you know kind of pushed me into it and you know i did say yes i was like yeah let's do this you know i i, I was ready to risk every i mean i was ready to go back to risking it all and mm -hmm. kind of felt would, like you had nothing to lose at that point would that be right to say yeah i mean like, just everything I, shut I down kind of feeling at a loss a house to lose um mm -hmm. but that at that time like the just the whole thing it just it essentially like rewired my brain it just I got to take a step back from the grinding and hustle to see like, am I truly happy? Um, I'm about to be 30 years old and I'm working with, I mean, unfortunately I was working with, everybody was younger than me. I was like one of the oldest people there. Um, like and all my like coworkers were young and I, I just didn't feel right. I wasn't, I, I never mm -hmm. felt home. I never felt like it was like family. I didn't feel like I belonged and that, that's always been something no matter where I've gone, I kind of always felt like an outcast. But, mm -hmm. um, yeah, so then I got into it, and there was a big rush. You know, once uh, the lockdowns kind of subsided, uh, there was, like, a big rush of people wanting to get tattooed because, you know, no nothing was open, and, like, that, a lot of people use it as, like, you know, therapy. Or, like, I, I joke about it a lot mm -hmm. on, like, my TikTok and you know, say, like, tattoo therapy time you know this is what we're doing and it really is for i mean it was for me when i was younger and it is for a lot of people um yeah but yeah it, it that pushed me because i ended up apprenticing and i'll well, say i got fast-tracked fast-tracked to say the mm -hmm. least um into it all and uh i mean now i haven't Low-key, I haven't even been tattooing two years yet. It's, it's coming up on that. But, uh, yeah. I, yeah, that's crazy. I'm still very new into the whole game like this. I mean, I, I don't even really count when I was 19, to be honest. Like, I mean, I, I definitely mm -hmm. tattooed some people back in the day. But it was no, nothing ever <laughs> in any sense, shape, or form close to what I do now. Um, mm -hmm. So, yeah. So, so, growing up, I guess, were you always kind of artistic then or you like you knew you liked tattoos you had people that had them were around them but were you always drawing and being artistic or was it just like yeah so um when something I was, you want to find your way into yeah when i was i mean my grandfather he uh was a masonary and always was like draw like he could draw like a 3d model on you know pencil and paper like just i don't, I don't know how his brain worked and i really wish he, would, mm -hmm. he he passed away, but I wish I could have questioned him and picked his brain now. But he could just draw basically anything. Yeah. Um, my little brother, uh, my brother was drawing. I was drawing. It was I almost want to say it was like almost like a family thing because there was a, like other artists in our family. My my uncles, like I said, with the wood burning stuff, um, he was doing that. Mm -hmm. um, and I can remember all the way back to maybe like probably like first second grade. Uh, I had like a big binder of Pokemon cards. And essentially, I would just, I'll be at the YMCA, like the aftercare program, whatever. And I mm -hmm. would have kids come up to me and choose like their favorite Pokemon. 
and just draw it for them like while we we're just like hanging out like i mean i i wish i had some of those drawings i'm sure they're terrible um <laughs> but that that was that's like really cool, like though. my my memory is not the greatest but that's where i can remember back to like where i kind of started and really was into it was like pokemon and um wood burnings so mm -hmm. and that that was i was a child i was like a small child no real direction no not sure what the hell i was doing um but i just knew like the art artwork was awesome it was fun so yeah that's cool yeah that's really cool so all right now jumping back back forward you got your apprenticeship right when covid happened or shortly after covid happened i guess yeah um fast tracked and then um so were you kind of were they teaching you some stuff before they re reopened or by the time you got there were they already open again and um, weren't locked down because of covid the shop yeah um so before the shutdown really happened um i want to say i was more so like you know i was drawing i was i was in there doing you know cleaning up picking up after people you know, shop bitch stuff is essentially yep. what it was. <laughs> and, uh, I, like, I'm not trying, I, I wouldn't, I don't want to downplay them because, like, they definitely opened the door for me into this stuff. But mm -hmm. I didn't, I didn't learn a lot, um, about the fundamentals and, like, a lot of things that I should have. I, uh, the owner, she definitely helped me out. I would say more. Um, than mm -hmm. anybody and I mean she was newer too I think she was only two or three years into tattooing herself when she opened the shop and okay. uh, I mean she she has like an art school background and she I mean amazing artists like I I mean unreal stuff um, and she she helped me out with like you know she'd always share me like with videos to watch on YouTube stuff to read on Google um, color theory stuff articles uh, just like that kind of stuff but um, with getting fast tracked, I didn't really get to focus too much on that, and I did mm -hmm. start. Um, I was tattooing fake skin for a long time. I just bought a ton of it off of uh, Amazon, and I would stay up all night just tattooing on fake skin. And I did like oranges and bananas and that, all that kind of like you know, a lot other, of people have other st regular that stuff. Too. Yeah. Um, yep. But yeah, I, I was I wasn't there that long to be honest. Um, mm -hmm before I was tattooing people like I was taking walk-ins and I did a bunch of like you know I did tons of free tattoos I mean I think within my my first month of tattooing I did over a hundred tattoos oh damn okay yeah so I'm curious what coming from someone that doesn't tattoo and the idea that just putting something permanent you know what I mean on somebody a little nerve-wracking yeah. um but what was that like, like transitioning there and then putting like nerves? I mean, were you just confident? You kind of had oh, practiced no. so much you knew like what, what was that like? Um, <laughs> and being fast tracked, you know what I mean? It's like a yeah, combination oh, no. of all that. I, I'm already like, I'm already a naturally like anxious ass person. Like my anxiety mm -hmm. is like a constant, like I think that's what like why I'm always so awake is because of my, how bad my anxiety is. Um, so at that time, mm -hmm. I mean, it was... It was the most uh, intense feelings that I think I've ever felt, like performing or like having to do something for work that I've ever felt. Um, mm 
Mm-hmm. And there was always like, anytime I knew I had somebody coming in or I'd be there to tattoo somebody, there was like this like wave of like fear. And like, it was like, I just would get chills. I'd feel like this cool rush, like from my head, just like flush down through my body. Um, mm-hmm. But as soon as I got into the tattoo, as soon as I like, I pick up the machine and I was like touching skin, it was like it was gone. And it was really weird because I, I would, I'm not a confident person in a lot of things. And mm-hmm. I, I can say now at this day and time that this is probably like the only thing that I have like some true confidence in uh, within myself is tattoos. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm no sense think I'm like greater than many people or like better than anyone, but it is one thing that I do have confidence in for sure. Now, mm-hmm. at first, that's awesome. It, it was a weird anxiety, like anxiety to shut off to like, I'm good, like I got this kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. And it's I still get that to this day. Like I, I still like meeting new people, because I, I, I meet new people constantly. Um, I'm a hundred percent like social media based for my tattoos and all my clients okay. come. I don't do any, I don't do walk-ins. Um, mm-hmm. The last you just moved shops, to a private studio, right? Yeah. 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 So yeah. I'm the only tattoo artist. Like there's no other tattoo artists here. It's me chilling mm-hmm. by myself. Um, and it's, it's a unique experience and very different. Um, but it's, um, I'm just, I'm grateful that I have the ability to do this and uh, it's something that I believe I needed to kind of take myself mm-hmm. away from the env- environments that I was in before um, because mm-hmm. if, you know, you're a tattoo artist um, or you've worked in any tattoo shop, you know how the environments are and there's a lot of, there's a lot of drama no matter where you go. Um, it's an industry built on like being tough and rough and um yep. paying your dues showing respect uh but a lot of them i mean once they're at that age like the like working with like 50 year old 60 year old tattoo artists they don't really give a shit about your feelings they don't give a shit like if you like if you don't want to do something they don't give a shit they don't they just didn't care it was just like tattoos yeah. money and that's it um yeah and day by day kind of yeah and uh, myself, it's, it's interesting because like, i've feel like sorry talking to like newer artists i feel like that's kind of changing in a sense you know what i mean yeah um just talking to a lot of younger artists and everything it seems at least the ones i'm talking to like that it's shifting a bit from not caring as much and you know just kind of doing the tattoo but you know a huge focus on like relationships with clients and customer experience you know that whole aspect of it that wasn't always there. It was really never there, to be in, honest. In the back, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and so it's interesting to... Um, and it's almost like taking the like that rock star focus off the artist, right? And just loving the playing field in a way. And yeah. I don't know. It's It's been interesting talking to the new artists versus some, you know, not all the ones that have been doing it for a while. Yeah. Uh, you know, but you definitely see a few where it's like, okay, there's a huge change in how these people are coming up now and, and doing this. Yeah. Um, been interesting. Yeah, I, I guess um, in my head, I, I mean, I've I've been tattooing for a short amount of time, but I've been in the industry um, for close to half of my life now. Um, I mean, mm-hmm. since I've been getting tattooed and like being in shops and all that stuff. So, 
I, I really do believe it's more about uh, the customer's experience now. It's a, it's a really big deal about uh, like cl my clients being comfortable. And that's exactly, I mean, most people come to me. I just tattooed a girl yesterday and she, you know, she looked at me and she's like, you look pretty scary or intimidating, but really the, like her main reason why she came to me ended up being actually through like my TikTok videos. And, you know, that mm -hmm. I seemed like I'd be more friendly, approachable, um, and not like a, a mean person. And because she, she had poor experiences going into shops and them, I mean, she told me that an artist walked up to her friend that had just got a tattoo, it was just finished, and the artist was like, this looks like dog shit. And I, I've had that happen to me plenty of times. Like, I've had artists, like, come up to me, like, for my tattoos and say, that looks like shit with the client still there, like with the client mm -hmm. in front of us. So it, it's a very off-putting uh, feeling. And I mean, I oh, even, for sure. even, even when I got tattoos, I mean, I have tattoos riddled across my body that are from artists that probably should not have been touching a machine. Um, artists that were tattooing for like 20 years that this is the only thing I'll be conceited about, but I can tattoo circles around their heads. Um, yep. in my short yeah. amount of time now compared to what I have on my body. Um, so I, I just really am about yeah. more of like a customer-based experience or client-based experience because these are things that like I have shitty memories with these tattoos and I have to look at them every day of my life. So that's kind of what I, I want to make it, mm -hmm. you know, a better experience so that these people can carry this on um, and don't have to think of the tattoo industry being a bunch of like you know, sailors, pirates, and, you know, felons that... Assholes. Yeah, yeah. You know? Because, like, I mean, yeah, I'm, I can sure. be an asshole, too. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, mm -hmm. I, I can, I'm definitely not liked by a lot of people. Um, yeah. But, I, I mean, in any sense, I think, you know, that's going to be with anybody that has any type of success or, like, slight success story or going towards some, like, bettering of themselves, you know? Because... I, I ended up, I put myself in front of a lot of people to get to where I'm at, you know? And I, I mm -hmm. didn't do that when I was younger within the nine to five jobs. I couldn't put myself first in front of these people because I, there was like a cap at the end of the day for most yep. of the work that I was doing. I could become a manager, I could become this, but like I'm never gonna own that. I'm never gonna have that. And I can never change these customers' experiences because this mm -hmm. is somebody else's dream. Um, yep, I, yeah. I I feel that that's one of the reasons I decided to go out on my own after having issues at my old, last firm. You know, I was yeah. like, well, fuck it, I don't want to be put in that position again. And you, you were know, working so just, with like older people with like like yeah I, yeah. I, so I was working with retirees, and you know, your typical like retirees, pre-retirees, you know, people five maybe ten years out. Yeah. Um, you know, kind of getting close to making that transition, or, or people that have and. Um, it's, it was fun. I enjoyed it to an extent, right? Yeah. And the planning and all that, but it was one of those things and, you know, you probably, I don't know if you saw this at the gym too, but like had to put a persona on in a sense, you know what I mean? Be this person when you go to the office, um, that these clients essentially wanted me to be, you know, yeah. and I'm putting the, the suit on and all that and couldn't roll my sleeves up and because my tattoo on my forearm, like, yeah. Boston, when it's showing, you know, just stupid shit like that, that, 
Really, the I I don't think a lot of the clients cared, um, but the the company you know wanted this perfect image, if you will. Yeah. Um, there's something you were just hitting on. I wanted to talk about, um, and that's the, the focusing on the client experience. I was thinking about this last week. I was talking to a buddy of mine, and it's you know with all the artists I talk to and and clients as well and that kind of thing. It's interesting seeing um people being successful that are newer artists right and whether they're more skilled than the ones that have been doing it longer or not but i've noticed you know the ones that i guess income wise you know just financially just business sense if you will the ones that treat it more like that like a business and they focus on the client experience and you know all that kind of stuff like you were talking about you know making the client feel comfortable and not having this rock star attitude and that kind of shit. Yeah. Um, their money tends to be a little bit better. You know what I mean? And more consistent because yeah. it, people are comfortable. They want to go back. They're referring people. You know, they don't have this shitty experience. And, you know, there's people I've talked to that haven't been tattooing as long. They're necessarily not the better artist, but yeah. business-wise, they're having a better time because they came into it kind of respecting it, if you will. Yeah. You know, as a as a whole, um, and not just like the tattooing, but all, all aspects of it. And so it's been kind of interesting. You know, I was just sitting down and thought about that last week. I was like, why is this person doing so well? You know, and like art wise, like yeah. I'm, not, I'm not, I'm not the greatest comparable. artist. Too. It's interesting. Yeah, like I, I mean, I've worked in shops. I mean, even the shop that mm -hmm. I was just at before here. I mean, there are artists there that honestly should be fucking famous. In my belief, in mm -hmm. the shop before that, you know, the the owner of that shop, he mm -hmm. was a tattoo artist and ran the shop. And um, I mean, he could any fucking thing you can think of, he could tattoo it. Um, but yeah, I think I mean he and he has a family and a whole ass life outside of tattoos, uh, and he's yeah. older, so it's different keeping up um, with this life when you have like an immediate family right there. You know, wife, multiple mm -hmm. kids, business, crazy bills, blah, blah, blah. Uh, I'm like, I feel like I'm like in the middle ground, like where like I have some of those things, but I don't have, you know, everything piled on top. So I am able to focus still on social media. And like that is mm -hmm. absolutely the biggest thing um, because yeah. of the experiences that I give to people. And I also take time out of my day, basically. I essentially schedule myself um to make videos for TikTok, like I will, I will come to my shop. I'll come to my shop on my days off because, mm -hmm. like, that is when I'm I'm devoting like two, three hours to go through social media, respond back to people, make videos, content, post, you know, stuff, uh, queue mm -hmm. things up in my drafts so I have shit ready to go when I need to. Because I also post on like a, a specific schedule. I only post certain days. I only post certain times um, for like my feed. Um, and that's mm -hmm. a big thing. And when you ha like when you're older, with all these other things, and then also they're having to learn these things. I kind of grew up in social media's upcoming. Right. You know, like I grew up with MySpace. Yep. Zanga, I think, was the first thing I ever got on. Um, <laughs> if you remember yeah. that. Um, yeah. No, I'm I'm 31 also. So yeah, I've, I've, I'm right there with you. Yeah. And then Facebook um, took over, and you know. Yep. Every other thing. And Instagram, I, I almost, Twitter, all, of, all that yeah, shit. Yeah, 
I almost met. I feel like I almost did miss the train too because with TikTok, it's been around. I've known it since it was Musically, which was years back. Um, mm -hmm. And for years, I said I would never get onto it. I hated it. I, people would send me them, and I wouldn't even fucking watch them. <laughs> um, sorry if any of you guys are listening, but um, <laughs> I, I, I just, I don't know. I just, I was like, I think that's a mindset that a lot of older people have. Is like, this is stupid. Mm -hmm. This is not how I do things. This is, I don't know. But basically, hey, I, I made the jump. I, I agree, man. I was, I was right there with it too for a while. I was like, this is dumb. Like, you know, my, I mean, my wife had a good time with it during the lockdown and all that yes. stuff too and yeah you know and we'd watch them every every once in a while um but yeah i was like man i don't want to i don't want to make this shit yeah um and i'm still i'm, I'm starting i'm kind of yeah. made the decision the last week or two that i need to do it and that honestly has been um you know you and and my buddy ruben over at girls and roses have kind of been a big push for that yeah. um you know seeing your success on there and how quickly you've grown um and you know all that kind of stuff it's like shit you know I don't, maybe Maybe I need, do need to get on here. It's possible. I mean, <laughs> maybe, it, maybe there's something to it. There, um, there. The algorithm is different. Um, mm -hmm. The reach is better than any other platform, honestly. I've heard uh, the reach, the interaction. Like when I talked to Ruben, he's like, "Man, people actually will comment and like want to have you know kind of some back and forth on TikTok, whereas Instagram, like they'll scroll by, they'll like it, and then you know, not really as much. And between that and how fast him and you've been able to grow, like it's it's interesting." Yeah, I mean, you know, even posting the same content to both to both things, you know, and I know Instagram's trying to kind of push similar stuff with the reels, but yeah, um, yeah. Can you talk to like how you, because your your TikTok's grown a lot over the past, I believe you said three months, yeah. compared to Instagram. So can you kind of talk about that? Yeah. So I mean, with my Instagram, I've had that since you know basically the day I started wanting to get into tat or like a tattoo and shit and mm -hmm. i'm in a battle right now to reach 3000 followers um on there and uh with tiktok you know that was for me i just kind of i was going through some things uh, a couple months back and uh i was watching a tiktok which was basically if you're working a regular job and your boss tells you you know you have to you have to do this by this certain time, like they give you a deadline, you fucking do it, you know, like you mm -hmm. do it or you're fired. So yep. why don't you put that, why don't you put that same energy in yourself? And that, I mean, I'd watch it a couple of days. And I was like, all right, you know, like, yeah. I feel like I remember you sharing that actually. Like I, I, I basically, I would have fired myself a thousand times over as a tattoo artist Mm -hmm. You know, with with how I treated my own life and my own self. So I made a TikTok jokingly one day. Um, you know, I did some research, looked on like how does it, I, I had no fucking idea how it worked, but there's so many editing things yep. or whatever. Um, I set my wife down the other night. I was like, you need to show me this shit. Like, I, yeah. where's it, all the buttons? I don't know where. Like, because I've tried when she's at work, you know, and I'm home and yeah. try and do it and I get all mad and like just waste an hour and then give up. But yeah, I had to sit her down and be like, "Show me this exactly. Like, where is yeah. all this shit at?" There's a lot of there's <laughs> Sorry, a lot of go ahead. <laughs> there's a lot of stuff that you can do, which is awesome. Um, so yeah. much control you can have not... over it. Um, but mm -hmm. for like some of us, re learning something like that that we, we didn't grow with, like I grew up with mm -hmm. MySpace, Facebook, whatever. You know, I had to learn all these things, and I, 
I figured it out, you know, YouTube. I, I went back to the roots. I watched a bunch of YouTube videos on how to make TikTok videos, which I know kind of sounds yep. kind of sounds dumb in a sense, but honestly, that's how I've taught myself a lot of shit. And honestly, I can think um, there's a tattoo artist called The Broken Puppet on YouTube. Yep. I learned to do a fucking bunch of tattoos through watching his videos too. But I, I watch a lot of his how to draw videos when I'm trying yeah, yeah. to do my great shitty shitty sketches that i do <laughs> but yeah he's he's awesome i love his yeah brain. no he's he's a great fucking artist and he's great at like teaching and breaking things down in a, in a simple way mm-hmm. um and that that was like great but i did essentially the same thing for tiktok i i watched breakdown videos on how to make certain things and um you know made the jump we'll say and posted a tiktok it had like a little traction at first and then um i woke up I woke up one more, like the next day, I think it was, and the video was at like, I don't know, like 10,000 or something like that. And I had gotten like, I don't know, I went from having like 200, 300 followers to like, I don't know, two, 3,000 almost um, mm-hmm. within a couple, like a couple of days. And I was like, wow, this is crazy. So then I was, I essentially would write down um, ideas that I might have for TikToks, like things that I think might work out. And I posted some, and I definitely deleted some because they they just weren't working. And basically, what I would do is I would be taking uh, now what I do rather is I take mm-hmm. viral videos for other trades or other certain types of videos, and I turn them into tattooing. So like I'll take a sound that was used for maybe something to do with barbering or bartending, and I'll turn that into like a tattoo scenario or tattoo experience, and that seems to be what's been working. And once you hit a thousand uh, followers, also on TikTok, it gives you the ability to go live. Mm-hmm. Um, and then with that, once I hit a thousand followers, I mean that I, I didn't even like think I was like, oh, I don't want to go live. I was almost at like three thousand or whatever. Uh, I think it was like twenty seven hundred. I can remember the day. And then I tattooed this chick and went live. Because uh, she she has a pretty good follow like she has a not pretty good she has a an amazing following, and um, mm-hmm. we went live together and I think that kind of helped like people like I guess they were checking in on both streams or whatever both lives and by the time I was done with that tattoo that I had went live with I had doubled my followers. That's um, crazy. From from going live, which my first live doubled the amount of TikTok followers I had. So. Mm-hmm. Um, from there, so you got was, like another what twenty five hundred? You said twenty seven hundred, something like yeah. that. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I went from twenty seven to In like a couple hours <laughs> to like six thousand followers basically within three hours. That's um, wild. Yeah, and from there, I mean, I just kind of, I really like, I was like, okay, so this makes sense. Like, this is really what I should focus on because Instagram, unfortunately, like I put my sweat, blood, and tears into that shit, and I've been working on it for years, and I. I even am offering a $500 tattoo and I still, yeah. and it's been like three weeks going on a month, I think. And I still haven't even gotten that. Yeah. Um, you're only a couple hundred away, right? Like, it's, yeah, yeah. I think it's less than it's 200 been, now, but, yeah, um, it's crazy. It's, it's just like, it's wild because if I did something like this on TikTok, it, I probably would have, I would have probably you're already probably, done the tattoo by now, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. So, if, yeah. Double your followers and yeah, but and do the it, tattoos. It was, <laughs> It was it was definitely a it's a big thing like what you're talking about with like being anxious going into tattoos. 
it also mm-hmm. was another thing like I was anxious to even go live. I was anxious to post yeah. these videos, you know, because I I don't know how people are gonna react. I don't like and at the end of the day, um it shouldn't fucking matter. Like it doesn't matter yep. at the end of the day. Uh yeah. I no, I get that. I I, I get I get pretty bad uh I'm a pretty hard critic of myself with some of the stuff, you know, like posting. So like I've set up a few and I'm like, Oh fuck it, that's stupid. You know, and like just not do it or yeah. you know, keep going back and re editing and doing it and it but, you know, I've more so recently kind of just said fuck it, you know, and, and let it go out there and see what happens. I mean it doesn't do anything fine. Yeah. You know, but at least it's just putting something out there, you know, and um think yeah doing the tiktoks for some people could definitely be harder because they also i think a lot of people associate that with like being just like funny and goofy and weird you know what i mean but you can kind of take it any way you want and use it um i think that's what maybe turns people off from that from that beginning to start is like you said with it being musically in the past you know people doing dances and all this other stuff in the beginning of covid and yeah you know but there's so much more to it now it's it's definitely evolved over the past two years for sure. Yeah. I mean, there, a lot of artists have, I mean, I'm grateful that it's not dancing videos. Like I don't, I don't scroll through <laughs> my feed and see any of that shit at all. Um, I yeah. scroll through my feed and I, I see like, you know, it's, I'd say like 95% it, it is um, tattoo or other tattoo artists and tattoo videos. Mm-hmm. And it's never anybody I'm following. It's, you know, because they have like the separate for you page and it's always different yeah. people. And I have made, countless friends and connections and i mean even fucking clients i mean they, that's how they're, they're finding me is just through their page same way i'm finding other artists um mm-hmm. I, I think in the last like two months i've i've had about eight to ten tattoos strictly just from tiktok um i had one girl that i think it was last month maybe a little bit longer she found me from tiktok and we ended up setting up a, a sleeve. We did an entire tattoo, like a sleeve, in three days. So we went back to back I, each day. I remember um, that. That was, yeah, that was nuts. Yeah, just from TikTok. Uh, so that's awesome. Yeah, and one thing I've heard from whether it's artists or other people, you know, is well, what what's the point of having this big following? You know, I don't, I, I I'm not going to tattoo everybody. Yada yada. But I think you know, to your point, like people will see you from you know whether they're out of town or whatever right and they'll they'll travel and make it happen if they really connect with you that way and kind of see you as a a person rather than just your art which i think a lot of people do on instagram where they'll just post like a tattoo and they don't share who they are and yeah kind of harped on this on a few episodes here but you know it's like look they want to see more to that if they're going to sit with you for three four or five you know six hours or whatever um and people will travel and outside of that it's another way you know when i'm talking to people about their money right it's like you could connect with another brand you know and do some kind of ambassadorship or sponsorship or you know to kind of get more income because of course i also hear from artists that they don't want to always be tattooing as much because it's hard as shit on your body and all that and so it's like there's you could kind of like yeah you're not going to tattoo all the fifteen thousand people that follow you of course but you can grow that. You can take it. Brands, you know, can also see you. It's another way you can kind of just play it from there, or even increase your rates and you know do less tattoos that way if you really wanted. Because yeah, you have that's that kind of the kind goal of for you. most artists. I would say 
Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it it is. Yeah, it, it's. Although I know I'm, I'll never tattoo all these people. I mean, I think that they come more so, like. It's also for me. Um, it's a way of like being able to entertain people too, which I like with being in the music scene. Um, mm. I was a fucking entertainer at that point, you know, like I was on stage performing. So, um, I, and I had the same fears, you know, anxieties before I stepped on that stage. But when, once I was there, it was gone. So this kind of gives me a, a, a cross, like, I don't know, cross mix of all of that. Almost merging the two, right? The, The entertainment and the, yeah, the tattooing. Yeah. And I'm able to, you know, grow and expand. And I've met people, I mean, a, a guy, I mean, him and his wife, they flew here. They made a trip. He lit, He's stationed in Germany for the military. But him and his oh, wife okay. made a trip over to Florida um, wow. and got tattooed from from me because of a TikTok video. They thought I was, you know, funny, cool, whatever. Um, and same thing what you're saying with the brands. I mean, that's opened me up to be able to talk to, like, companies that I never thought I would, work with people mm-hmm. that I never thought I would. Um I, the ambassador, I'm an ambassador or whatever for Sanaderm now, which is, I mean, pretty cool. Um, they're like, yeah, that's awesome. They're rep from, uh, they're Insta- it was on Instagram too, which is cool that they, we've been kind of in contact. But their rep, you know, she contacted me. We we st- we speak, you know, every so often and stuff. And I got sent all the information mm-hmm. and all that. So it it's all it's given me uh, opportunities that I probably wouldn't have had otherwise if I was just working in a street shop which uh, that's everywhere I've worked was a street shop basically prior to this. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have these opportunities because if I'm just sitting there waiting for somebody to come in, there, no one knows I exist basically, you know? Right. And that, right. that's the problem with a lot of tattooers or but mostly the older generation is, um, they don't have that reach. And, and they don't have the reach. And they, I mean, it's how I see it is it's a business it's mm-hmm. as if, like, so take Walmart and Amazon, for example, you know, Walmart stuff, like, they had to change and adapt, you know, with, like, they offer two-day shipping on Walmart.com now compared to, like, Amazon's been doing this for a little while. That was, like, their thing. And Walmart, like, all yep. the box stores were, like, failing because of this shit. Um, and how I see it is it is the same thing, but for individual artists now, it's, I've adapted to the social media change, the, like, the social media world. And I'm not just sitting in a shop hoping somebody comes in to pick something off my wall. And it's all yep. it's all awesome. It is a great feeling, you know, somebody comes in and gets a flash, you get to do a classic tattoo. But also, I feel like I would burn out. And a lot of the dudes that I worked with, I felt like were burning out or burnt out. I've watched mm-hmm. some of my favorite artists fade away because of that exact concept. And um, yeah. My main thing is I really only tattoo my own shit. Like it, it is yeah. 99.9% of the time I do 100% my own stuff. And that's what people come to me for is like how I draw, how I tattoo. Nobody ever knows what they're going to get from me before they walk in the door too. That's another big thing. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Um, and I I mean that that's the life that I feel like I want and I want to try, you know, I'm going to continue working on it. Um, just the mm-hmm. all around the awesome. ball, better artists, better, um, just mm-hmm. customer client experience too. Yeah, no, that's, it's really interesting. Um, just talking about the social media use and, and 
the lack of reach that some of these older artists may have and the burnout and, you know, kind of sitting around because honestly, in my field, it's the same way, right? With like my old firm, for example, they didn't want to use social media. Like it was, you know, we have compliance stuff. We have to track it and all this other yeah. shit that, that there's more to it than just, you know, most fields, but still it's not, it's not difficult. Yeah. Um, you know, and so like I had to push them to even get a Facebook page. Right. And like I had, I did the research. I wrote this long ass email to the board of the company. Yeah. It's like, Hey, <laughs> here's why, here's the facts here. You know, here's all the numbers plus like my phone synced with my work contacts. Right. And so I'm scrolling Facebook and all my people I might know are clients. And so it's like, why aren't we fucking using this? You know, why are we yeah. still mailing out a quarterly newsletter? And, and like people love that. And cause we include, you know, pictures of the team and their family and all that stuff. Yeah. But we weren't utilizing it day to day, yeah. you know? And I'm like, so I had to like do this push and then it, it was a whole thing. Um, you know, and then it's like, no wonder we're not really growing to where we should be growing. You know, we're not doing all this stuff. And now being on my own, you know, like you kind of like what you're doing, I can do what I want. You know what I mean? Yeah. I can post on Instagram, do what I want and reach out to people like you and connect and do this podcast. And, and, you know, it's expanded my reach quite a bit. You know, I'm just some dude in Beaverton, Oregon, right? Yeah. And, you know, I was working at a shop or a place before with helping old people. And, um, you know, but now, like, I've connected with this big community on Twitter of advisors, right? And I've had a few articles written in industry yeah. publications. And and it's only because, one, I, fo- you know, kind of focusing on what I want to do, like you said, with your with your art, right? Not just doing flash that maybe you didn't want to do. Yeah. Um, but also utilizing the tools of this day and age to kind of spread that word and get it out there and connect with people. And it's helped tremendously. Yeah. Um, and so I think, yeah, I think people are, um, I can see the hesitation, you know, in, in both of our industries as to, as to why, you know, maybe like you don't want to do it. And especially if you're one of those people that are, like you said, that older, tough kind of yeah. crowd, but man, it, it can really pay off. And the, it's the artists that are, too. It's a, oh, yeah. it's, a, it's a lot of work. And I think, I think that, um, unfortunately is probably a, even a bigger problem too, mm-hmm. uh, with a lot of people is like not understanding like the amount of shit that you actually have to do for it to be successful. Um, yeah. like I was saying, I mean, like I take day, I take hours out of like, I mean, I give myself right now I'm tattooing seven days a week and I've been doing that for the last couple of months. Basically I've taken some time mm-hmm. off. I went and, you know, slept in the woods for a couple of days, I, you know, that two, looked, two weeks ago. That looked awesome by the way. Definitely, definitely <laughs> much needed. Um, yeah. but I also come back and I get right back to what I was doing. You know, I got, I'm here working, planning, um, it's a lot of stuff and mm-hmm. I guess being on my own, I've taken on even more. So I do feel like a lot of people could they could they could spend some more time because I, I feel like if I can do the amount of like things that I do within my twenty four hours of being you know, alive or mm-hmm. awake, I think other people could too. And it just comes down to artists are tired. Especially if you're at a shop where a lot of the back end stuff's kinda handled. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I mean if when I was working in shops, you know, there's everything basically was dealt with for me. I had some supplies given to me. I had, mm-hmm. you know, like my paperwork was dealt with for me, like all that shit. But 
um, that, and that's that's when I did first start my you know TikTok. I had a little bit extra time to be doing this stuff, so um, I, I think artists they they do have to make that jump and think you know if you if you were hiring yourself if you were having yourself an employee for your business you know and you're giving yourself orders why are you not doing it why would they, they not do it would you keep yourself as an employee um, if you couldn't meet like basic like things like if you couldn't just spend one to two hours a day on social media whether it be connecting you know like I mm -hmm. think I, I found you from um, Gunner actually okay which, yeah he, yeah he was a, a guest artist at one of the shops that I worked at hung out with him amazing all-around dude and he has adapted yeah, I would say cool with social media so he's mm -hmm. he's like part of like the he's a part of the older generation but he transitioned i think properly but he was already a wildly successful um person before all this mm -hmm. anyways um but he's transitioning properly with social media and doing the things i think necessary to do whatever he wants to and live a life he wants to i don't know him like on a super personal level i only spent a couple days with him he did a tattoo on mm -hmm. me um but nice. yeah, it, it does come down to like people do need to take that extra time. Um, and once you kind of get, I think it's really hard to start, right? Like I, like we were talking earlier and like figuring shit out and doing it. But once you kind of get to that point uh, and I don't know, maybe, maybe you're not this way, but like with me, like once I get to that point and I'm kind of in that groove, I can usually get some shit out pretty quick. You know what I mean? Depending on, on what I'm trying to do. If I'm trying to like make something different than I normally do, it'll take longer. But yeah, it's like, man, I can crank out a post here in 20, 30 minutes. You know what I mean? And, and get it done. And I think same thing, like once you in that groove of making TikToks, you're kind of understanding how things work. Like it's going to take some time to get to that point. But once you get used to it and you get kind of know what to look out for, like it's it's not as much of a task as it seems for a lot of people that are probably yeah. listening to this and they're like starting out and they're like, man, that is so fucking alien to what I know how to do. Like, it's going to yeah. take me hours to watch YouTube videos and understand it. And like, for sure. But once you do that and you cross over, I think people will be surprised at how quick you can kind of get some stuff done. Absolutely. I, it, I would say it's just about creating the momentum. Um, hundred percent mm -hmm. creating the momentum because once you create, like you, you know how to, use this platform to create a video or you use Instagram just to create posts. Once you can, like, you're, you're accustomed to a, a way that you do everything, it's not going to be a lot of work. Like, to get there, yeah, it's a lot of work. And mm -hmm. in any sense, in any business, in anything in life, like, you have to, like, take a risk, um, spend a bunch of time, you know, like, do due diligence, do research. Mm -hmm. um, you're going to make fucking mistakes too. Like you're going to do things that like aren't going to matter that people won't notice that things, I mean, it might feel like it was like one of the biggest things to yourself. Like you might've put your fucking soul into that, but mm -hmm. you might get like four fucking likes or like, you know, it might reach like 10 people and that, it, that shit burns. But yeah, you know, once you create some type of momentum and like you're connecting with people it's not that difficult and that's where I feel like I'm at or getting in the process of being is like I have like a process for how I do every single thing in my life um, mm -hmm. and I have a structure and that that's 
now like my I don't know safety net that I once had with working a nine to five job having structure I've now Mm -hmm. formulated that within tattooing and like my career my life so I do things a certain way each day or I set up a certain way every single time I post a certain Mm -hmm. time of the day I post only on certain days um and it's like clockwork at this point. It it doesn't feel like like I, I definitely feel like I'm working twenty four seven, but it doesn't feel like yeah. it doesn't feel like I'm doing it for no fucking reason. Like I, I would work right. jobs, like I'm I'm essentially, you know, I always have somebody asking, Oh man, how are you doing today? And I just, you know, jokingly say, Oh, living the dream, not mine, someone else's. But yep. now it's like I'm in the process now of you're li- now you're living yours, right? <laughs> building yeah. building the dream yeah 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 and i think that's a, that's a good point having the processes and all that and i think once you kind of start creating um again this is how at least for me like i'll get in that zone and creating posts and social media stuff and and then you start seeing more stuff in your day-to-day life that you're like shit i can make that into a post you know yeah. you write it down and like stuff that was there always there before but you just don't really pay attention to it and so it seems like it's hard to come up with ideas but you know now it's like yeah i'll come out of meeting with a client and i'll be like i got like three posts based on that conversation with that client you know what i mean and then not like i'm sharing their their shit but just like things we talked about way i explained things that you know it's like oh i can do a quick little something on that um that before it just you know if i'm not in that mode because i have lulls too or you know i don't think i've posted a lot lately yeah, um, same. been been busy doing stuff but you know you kind of get in that mode and things just kind of naturally click and ideas happen and uh gets definitely gets easier as you as you do it more often um which sounds yeah. cliche but it i mean it's true even with social media and tiktok and all this other shit yeah um awesome well tony i uh so i've got a series of of five questions here I kind of have been going through with guests recently and to kind of wrap up, wrap up the conversation, you know, some kind of rapid fire questions, if you will. Um, Not really rapid fire, but five, five straightforward questions. Uh, Let me get them pulled up for us here. All right. First one is what's the best piece of advice that you've received? Mm. Shit. For tattooing? Yeah, tattooing in general. However you want to take it. Hmm. See, uh, yeah, I guess... Um, I guess it's kind of tough because, like, with tattoos, uh, there ha- there, there's always advice given out to, to mm-hmm. you as you're learning and, like growing in the community um mm-hmm. but i guess the biggest thing was from somebody else through social media it's not someone i really know in person but basically yeah. just i mean just do if you when you don't want to do it when it's you know you're terrified um just fucking jump you know like make that jump um when it came to like quitting a, a job or a shop i was at I felt I felt that I needed to like make a move to help further myself. I even though it was probably one of the most terrifying things the first time, the second time, 
I made that jump and it's only gotten better. Um, so when you think you shouldn't do something, but it's for your, it's for your, the best, then just do it, you know, make the mm. jump. Um, it's terrifying, but it has every single time I've, I've jumped off that cliff, it's paid off. Love that. Yeah. That's, I agree, man. Um, that's how I was with my business. Same yeah. thing. It was like, I honestly, it was easier to start the business than transition it to, to working with artists. But yeah, it was, it's like, I don't know. I don't yeah. know. And yeah. It, um, all right. On the flip side of that, what's the worst piece of advice you've received? The worst piece? Oh, man. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, to give up and go work a regular nine-to-five job again because I am not made for tattooing. That's that's Ooh. what a, a, an artist that I used to work with told me. Um one day before I went to another shop, but said that I should give up because this this life isn't for me. So, yeah. That's a that's a tough one. Yeah, it it it, it is in a sense just because um, it was out of like a it was it wasn't out of like a genuine place and it wasn't mm -hmm. it's not it wasn't really advice but it was more so you know I was struggling when I first was into getting into tattooing with a lot of things like personal life, um, work life, uh, learning the tattoo, dealing with that stuff. Um, mm -hmm. it, it was rough, but, um, I, I think that the, that is a terrible, it would have been a terrible piece of advice because I was, I knew I was never happy with a regular job and never, like I, I could never go back to doing something like that. Um, mm -hmm. but yeah, um, I stuck with it and, here I am. Well, that's glad you uh, ignored that yeah. and, and and kept going for sure. Yeah. Seems to have uh, worked out very well for you. So um, I'm curious, have you talked to that other artist since then? Or is that kind of like a, uh, like one a, time, a break kinda. from that? To <laughs> yeah, yeah, one time, but it's only because we, we ran into each other in passing. But... Mm. Um, it was, I mean, it's not, we're not in contact again yeah. still. So, it, yeah, no, no hard feelings, no bad blood. I don't, I don't hang on to shit. I don't, I literally yeah. don't care about anything. Um, like, <laughs> I, like, I say that like constantly, like I really, I don't give a shit about fuck. So, um, yeah. as long as it's like, you're not like, you know, actually harming me and like nothing matters to me, you mm -hmm. know, it is what it is. It's, yep. This is my life, and I'm gonna I'm gonna do whatever I want to um, to get what I want. So, mm -hmm. I yeah. love that. Um, all right, number three. <clears throat> What's something you believe about tattooing that most people would disagree with? Um, I mean you. You don't have to do it. It doesn't have to be conventional. Like you don't have to, um, you don't have to do like shit how it was done before. Like the process of tattooing for a lot of people was, you know, you you busted ass in a shop, you got an apprenticeship, you scrubbed floors or whatever for you know three, five years, whatever the hell it was, um, mm -hmm. 
and you, you painted flash tattoos, you only tattooed flash tattoos, and I think that um, limiting yourself to like one thing that everyone else is wanting you to do um, will keep you in the same place. Like if I if I was focused on you know American traditional tattooing always and only, but right now there's like I mean. With what I do, I do mostly just black and gray and like, you know, mm -hmm. like the fine detail, fine line stuff. That, there's a very big demand for that kind of stuff. Um, so I, I think that artists should for sure do whatever they want to, like whatever you want to yourself. Like if you want to mm -hmm. tattoo Flash, amazing. If you want to tattoo like only script, like you like cursive, whatever, awesome. If you want to do like Russian like prison tattoo style stuff do it you know like it like do whatever like is going to like um make you happy like and keep you wanting to create art like keep you wanting to cr continue creating um because if mm -hmm. you're always just like redoing or like filling the needs of everyone else's like what they want you to do that I think is the biggest burnout with the industry is fulfilling everyone else's like wants for art um, mm -hmm. and I mean, just do whatever you like, make the art you want to. And if it is good, people will come to you for that. Yep. Love that. All right. What's something you'd wish you'd learned earlier? Um, that not many people care about you in the tattoo industry. Um, uh, not many people that you work with, that you work for, um, are out for your best interests. It might seem like that in a way, and like I'm sure there are shops and there sure are, are artists that have great artist friends, but mm -hmm. um, I do believe that it's a doggy dog world when it comes to tattoos. Um, Very competitive. Some, pe some people are better at um, hiding that or covering that than others. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. I could, I mean, obviously I've never worked in a shop or anything like that, but I, I yeah. could see that just based on some conversations. Yeah. Um, I, I, I might, I, it might also be, I might be slightly biased though too, because I did have like a very, very unconventional way coming into tattooing and like every shop has been different. Like I, I've had a lot of unconventional experiences while trying to also learn to tattoo in general. So my way is just, it's kind of just like how I see it. It's my perception mm -hmm. um, and my perception might not align with many people or any people uh, for that matter, but just how I've perceived the tattoo industry and like from my own experiences, that's kind of like my answer for that one. Okay. All right, last one here. If you had to make one rule that all tattooers had to follow, what would it be? One rule. Mm. <laughs> Damn, that's you got some good ass questions, bro. I'll give you that. Th thank you. Make, Appreciate make it. Me, make me really have to think here. This um, one's this one's stumped a, a one or two people for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because it, it's it's hard because, say like the tattoo industry was like you know we'll just use Walmart again, for example, they have their policies and like rules or whatever that you have mm -hmm. to follow in their stores, you know? Um, 
you don't do that, you get fired or whatever. But like with tattooing, like anything basically goes. So to tell every to tell artists that they have to follow a rule, um, I mean, damn, I, I don't know. It, I, I, this is something like, I, I honestly got to take like I had to take a couple minutes or like you know touch base on at another time because. I don't want to just give yeah. you some like, you know, random wonky answer for it. Like that's like a pretty solid, like if I, I really put thought into it, that's a, that's a good question yeah. to think about. Cause there are a lot of things that I think should change in the tattoo industry and a lot of mm -hmm. things people should follow. Um, I mean, I, like I, I want to say something about like, you know, respecting clients or like, you know, some type of transparency or whatever. Um, mm -hmm. but Again, I, I don't, I don't know. That's that's a very tough one. <laughs> we'll have to, we'll have to get a a, a final answer at, at some point in the future. Then, we'll have yeah, to, absolutely. Uh, we'll touch base on some cover that. Eventually. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right. Well, Tony, man, I appreciate you taking the time joining me here. Um, any last words for anyone listening, and and also where can they find you as well? Um, last words. Um, if you're scared, just do it. Um, if you feel uncomfortable, unwelcome, uh, as an artist in a shop, just fucking leave. There's a mil in my area alone. There's over a hundred shops. Um, mm -hmm. If you have the desire to want more uh, for yourself as an artist, and you want to say open up a private place or open up a shop, it's a lot easier than uh, you may think, um, and it's one of the most freeing feelings to, to, to be by, like, if you need to be this way, like there's a lot of people that like to work with other mm -hmm. people, you know, but, um, just make the jump, do it, uh, for clients. If you feel uncomfortable, unwelcomed in a shop or with an artist, literally just walk away. Uh, if they give you piss poor experience, leave tell friends you know like there's a lot of people that are in this industry that are super toxic and um i don't believe deserve the power that we have i do believe tattoo artists have like a, a power um and a lot mm -hmm. of them abuse it so i do think there needs to be some accountability and that that's also what i and have hopes for with like my social media build a platform mm -hmm. to be able to kind of like um talk about these types of things more um and then i'm in largo uh, Largo, Florida is like, it's a small like area by Tampa. It's by St. Pete, Florida. Um, but it's like a private studio. So, it, but yeah, Largo, Clearwater, Tampa, St. Pete. Mm -hmm. I'm right in the middle of all of that. So, okay. Yeah. Nice. And three dark wolves on, uh, Instagram and TikTok. Uh, three right. dark wolves on Instagram and then three dark wolves tattoo on TikTok. Okay. And that's the number three on both of those. Yes, sir. Number three and Dark Wolves. All right. Well, Tony, thanks again, man. I appreciate it. Yes, sir. Thank you.